You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that tries its best to educate about science, but in all likelihood spits on science more than the Flat Earth Society. My name's Matthew Donald, <laughs> and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by friend of the show, uh, Kiwi friend, friend of all, I guess, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, Ben O'Regan, hello! <laughs> Uh, quick correction there, it's O'Regan, not O'Regan. Oh, I've been pronouncing your name wrong for for 10 years. Thank you for letting me know. Oh, it doesn't matter. I have to put up with it at the bank and uh, the okay. college and all that. Ben what, O'Regan. What you guys would call good, um, high school. Good to know. Ben O'Regan. I will try to keep that in mind. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. O'Regan. To be fair, I got it wrong when I was little too because it does sound like Reagan, but it's Regan. Oh, Reagan does sound. You know how flows there better, are pronunciation but... differences with... Um, British and American English. So yeah, that makes that's sense. That's also probably part of it. Yeah, we Americans tend to butcher pronunciations of various things. Uh, and granted, I don't think I can talk either because New Zealand English is apparently a bit out there. I like New Zealand English. Like, I like listening to mm. the people. Like, I like listening to Peter Jackson talk or Taika Waititi. <laughs> you know, he's, oh, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I just he's cool. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, let's see what 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 is the dinosaur related question to ask you. <laughs> I don't know. You ask me a dinosaur-related question. Let's let's throw throw a wrench into this. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite sauropod and why? Oh, favorite sauropod. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Because uh, mine's Argentinosaurus that is for a good predictable one. reasons. Uh, probably Atlasaurus because of how weird it looks. <laughs> Have you seen Atlas? I've heard of that one before. At- I'll have to look it up. Oh, I haven't heard of it for a it while. It has uh, really, really long legs and kind of a shortish neck. And its front legs are longer than its back legs, like like Brachiosaurus. Like, and a lot of Titanosaurs, because they think Brachiosaurs are ancestral to them. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, no, here. Atlasaurus, it's, it's a weird-looking guy. Just for sheer novelty. I can definitely see it. Just I'm for sheer novelty. Yeah, it's... Yeah, ooh, short neck fella, probably a low browser. Then it definitely wouldn't have been like Diplodocids and Apatosaurs yeah. that probably ate closer ground level because of that humped back. Yeah, no, see, it has... Yeah, it has... 
a shorter neck but longer legs. It's a weird-looking fella. Just for the novelty factor, I'm going to pick Atlas. This is some trivia for people who look at paleo art and are dinosaur fans but might not necessarily be fully up-to-date with reconstructions. Generally, when you see sauropods depicted as swung-necked or at least holding their neck up like a giraffe, yeah. most of them probably held at horizontal. Right. Brachiosaurs and other ones with that kind of longer front leg, since generally it's longer back leg, shorter front legs, yeah. they're probably the only ones that regularly held their heads up like that th- purely because of the shape of their back. I think I remember reading that Camarasaurus, mm. we have evidence for it holding its neck almost entirely vertically, but it's like the similar, it's mm. like an, it's related-ish to Brachiosaurus, so that makes sense. Um, Does make sense. Uh, all right, so I was about to ask about you what your favorite sword, but as you already said, Argentinosaurus. Okay, I guess if I wanted to be real, I guess you can't. Uh, if I want a real answer, probably Argentinosaurus as well, because because it's so big. Uh, I just, I just exactly. like plus it was preyed upon by um, Giganotosaurus, as far as we can tell. Right, and I just like to when someone asks me what's your favorite whatever, I always like I can't pick the obvious answer. I got to pick something weird, and <laughs> so I've just always been that kind of guy. Uh, but today we're talking about <laughs> probably a lot of people's favorite pterosaur. <laughs> or at least, maybe not a lot of people's favorite, but it's really big. <laughs> so we're talking about. And it's definitely mine. Yeah, we're talking about Quetzalcoatlus. Uh, so named after the Aztec god Quetzalcoatl. Uh, mm, it was also one of the kind of Aztec gods yeah. didn't like sacrifices. Yeah, which is more than the rest of them could say. I. And if you go by popular culture, where I think the historians aren't quite so sure, but it's commonly said that one of the reasons why the Aztecs initially welcomed Cortez and the other conquistadors is because they thought he was Quetzalcoatl returned. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's cool. Well, little did they know that he hmm. brought a terrible le- weapon with him, and that was smallpox. <laughs> and gunpowder, although... Well, yeah, guns, Don't too, go whatever. by popular history. It wasn't the guns that gave him the edge. It was the fact that the Aztecs were so damn hated by all the other tribes for their flower wars for sacrifices and just generally abusive nature of treating them like tributaries, which yeah, they see, were, that the Aztecs are... mm, their natives turned against them. Right. In terms of Mesoamerican civilizations, I always find the Aztecs a bit overrated. Aztec as a word sounds cool. That's probably why it's known for... Because it didn't really last that long either. And it no, I think like, they're only um, just over 100 years their empire lasted. Um, yeah, they were relatively so, recent. I think they moved into Mesoamerica from further up north, which is where the whole Aztlan thing comes from. Right, exactly. But like, uh, yeah, like the Mayans had a much bigger and more expansive empire. And... Uh, the Incas were also really cool, so... Hmm. Uh, and then there's the predecessors to the Aztecs, like the omelets and stuff. And the right, topics. right. Right, that's cool. See, this is the one thing I like about this podcast. You don't just We don't just talk about dinosaurs and other prehistoric creatures. We also talk about whatever. <laughs> Although it's not always intentional. <laughs> no, that's okay. I like the banter. Uh, but Quetzalcoatlus is a type... It is an Asdarkid pterosaur, which is the biggest and lankiest pterosaur group of them all and going Very... by the fossil record one of the longest surviving ones too they apparently evolved in the jurassic oh i didn't know that that's cool <laughs> hmm. i might have okay. my info there wrong but they're definitely one of the longest uh, yeah so they have ones. they have really long necks too and really just really yeah. big and their arms did. are very long compared to a right. lot of others. They've got a brachiosaur-like profile when you see reconstructions. <laughs> That's a good way to describe as Asdarkids. Flying brachiosaurs. <laughs> we used to also think they were the last pterosaurs in that um, Quetzalcoatlus oh, and its Chimeron decline. We now know that that view that was held as recently as the mid-2000s, yeah. like, you know, 
up to 2005 or six or so, um, that they were actually flourishing at the time as Darkids were still in the middle of a flowering of diversification. Ah, yeah, cool. I remember I messed that up and in the uh, version, and I had mentioned in Megazork the Primeval Power, I go into a little bit of history about it. I forgot why. And I mentioned that the birds uh, were starting to overtake the pterosaurs. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm wrong, but I guess it's published now. So, hey, The speculative <laughs> dinosaur project that you and me are both familiar with from the yes. early 2000s um, ran into yes. the same problem. Um, they assumed that birds were displacing them, so they had Gigantilla as the last one, but... Their attempts to revive it in recent years that you sometimes see online have pterosaurs. I think they've got, like, tapagyrids, or do they kick them around as a ghost lineage since we don't have any evidence of them in the late Cretaceous, like, near the right. end. Um, there's basically ground, um, flying intelodons. Yeah. Oh, and wow. Australia <laughs> has the, and it has these flightless um, asdarkids that are basically, like, four-legged terror birds. Yeah, no, I like those. I, I remember... Uh, Dougal Dixon or Dougal Dixon, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He for the new Pretty dinosaurs. Pretty sure it's Dougal. Dixon. He for the new dinosaurs. He had a lot of flightless pterosaurs, like mm. uh, he had ones that were literally giraffes. <laughs> and, and then he, he had also... two that are basically mowers and kiwis, which look really dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of that book. Uh, I don't really like new dinosaurs as much as After Bad because a lot of it is just like the animals. Mm evolve into the same niches and the same appearances of modern-day animals. They just happen to have different ancestors. I'm like, that's not really how it works. Yeah. Well, if the new dinosaurs, granted I haven't read it, I've only seen PDF parts of it online because I can't get my hands on it. Um, it seemed to be um, that he wasn't so much going for realism as he was trying to be speculative and pushing it out there. Well, I think he should have been a little bit more speculative, I think, because... <laughs> And it's, it's just a lot of creatures there, just their modern counterparts. Mm. And keep Although in mind that he also did, doesn't illustrate his book, so if you've ever seen his initial sketches for After Man that float around right. online, compared to the actual art in the book, the artist clearly had different ideas. Yeah, I can see that. Well, there, yeah, yeah, that makes and sense. And since we're on no. that subject, for anyone who hasn't read his books and wants to get interested in them, he I don't know if he was the actual starter of the trend, but... Speculative biology, as you'd call, like future life. He was or definitely dinosaurs not one of the, dying. He trained the guys it. that he was one of the guys who made it popular for sure. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going after his works, start with the original Afterman, which is sort of speculating life in the future, as we've probably mentioned before or another yep. podcast. Yes, yes. Um, new dinosaurs is good. I wouldn't recommend Man After Man. Yeah, like I was gonna say, read the first two and then proceed to use man after man as toilet paper <laughs> it's not a bad book but it's it's basically pure science fiction he speculates like yeah the five million I mean, years from now what humans could look like if we started heavily genetically engineering ourselves and created a bunch of human yeah, subspecies good that on him. basically animals good on him for going all out there for his third installment mm. but it's mm. it's creepy man <laughs> a better example of that is all tomorrows which you can find online which speculates oh, i've never heard of that i'll really. look that up yeah by sam Kozman. if you've ever heard of sinide um if i'm pronouncing it right which is a speculative alien planet where you've got oh is that the one where everyone has a penis <laughs> well well it's actually the bit that looks like the head is because they evolved from sea okay. cucumber like organisms that is okay. actually the genitals and the teeth for the reproductive right. area covering and the dick light but is the mouth <laughs> right. please don't censor us yeah. wherever this gets uploaded 
<laughs> no, that's okay. No, certain certain <laughs> words are fine. But yeah, that's okay. But anyway, so Quetzalcoatlus. <laughs> uh, My bad for that long. <laughs> that's derailment. okay. It's fun to go on terrains. Uh, size thirty six to forty five feet slash eleven to fourteen meters wingspan. 220 to 550 pounds slash 100 to 250 kilograms. Um, yeah, that's a big boy. It's, to be fair, that we don't know exactly how big, especially in terms of weight, because it's so hard to figure it out because there's really no modern equivalent to figure it out. But, yeah, it's, and especially since they're hollowed bones and we don't know how long the wing flesh actually would have been. It might have extended well beyond the flight finger for a week. Right, know. exactly. Uh, diet carnivore, uh, time late Cretaceous, 68 to 66 million years ago. So it was one of the victims of the meteor attack. The meteor attack, I don't know why I say attack. <laughs> the meteor didn't have a vendetta against the Earth, it just happened to run into it. <laughs> and now I've just got this image in my head of some guy, like a cosmic god, appearing back then holding a giant <laughs> celestial baseball bat and going, better up. like, I'll like, show Earth! <laughs> No, I was picturing yeah. him saying, uh-uh, my planet, go away, go hit Mars. It's already dead. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, well, we really should thank that guy, because without him, you know, humans wouldn't be around, so. <laughs> yeah. He hit the wrong target. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, maybe I'll be back. Uh, lo- location, North America. Uh, Describe 1975 pop culture appearances. A fictional species, Quetzalcoatlus skybax, appears in Diotopia. And a life-size model appears at the London South Bank for the Royal Society's 350th anniversary exhibition. Whatever any of that means. But good on them for choosing to preach your prehistoric life. More folks need to do that. And if you want some real nightmare fuel, picture this thing, because we now believe that they spent a lot of time on the ground while still being yeah. flyers. Like, picture the scene in the Lost World Jurassic Park in the long grass replaced the raptors with Quetzalcoatlus or a similar as darker stalking around, like um, what's that like, one from Hatag Island? Uh, uh, what what one? The island that Romania would have been back in the late Cretaceous, because you know a lot of Europe was underwater, so it was an island chain. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the one where they found an as darker that would have been the dominant land predator there, because all the um carnivores that were found fossils of from there were really small. That's crazy. But yeah, no, I'm just imagining yeah, if it's like in The Lost World, except instead of raptors hiding in the bushes, it's a bunch of grass. It's a bunch of giant stork, mm. giraffe-sized storks just and like, on, You might uh, be able grass, to see the heads, basically. Mm, but that's it. Yeah, they're just plucking the humans out of the grass. <laughs> that's scary. Mm. 
Uh, I could actually see them like landing in front of forest fires, like downwind of them, and then snapping up um, small animals fleeing from them. Right, exactly. Have a bit of a barbecue. Uh, mm. Yeah, Quetzalcoatlus. Uh, what we know of so far is the biggest flying animal of all time, unless something bigger is discovered later, mm. or if dragons actually existed, but have had all their fossils mm. hidden by the government or something. <laughs> so, roughly the size of some of the small passenger planes that you see, like the private ones that have a couple of rows of seats. Yeah, the one in Jurassic Park 3, speaking of Jurassic Park. That was probably bigger than that, actually. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, yeah, like, this thing was freaking immense, like, both the air on the ground, like, yes, and the air is the side of an airplane on the ground, like... Like we said, I say a lot of these things ahead of time. I just and for a long time, it was speculated that it didn't actually fly. It glided because of how big the damn thing was. But well, yeah, now that like, we believe that they launched themselves using their wings in a catapult-like fashion, which I cannot describe any other way. That is basically they kind of pushed themselves outwards. But yeah, I think we did, like, we scientists studied the aerodynamics of the skeleton and the p potential musculature of the body using computer modeling. And they concluded that not only did it fly, but it could have flown for thousands of miles without stopping to rest. The whole world was this thing's oyster. That's crazy. <laughs> Which probably explains why in the Jurassic World franchise, Ingen and Slash Masserani never cloned any. That's true. If they, there's Pteranodon and Dimorphodon. If they got out, they even if they weakened their muscles so they couldn't fly very far, they would have gotten to the mainland, whereas uh, Pteranodons that they had at least in Jurassic World, um, they clearly were shorter-range flyers than the ones in the birdcage in Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, so exactly. So they no, didn't the get to Park the mainland. Jurassic Park 3 ones were the big ones. They were they were basically Quetzalcoatl size. Actually, they are probably a little bit smaller. Uh, but um, they... Uh, but yeah, in Jurassic World, they're, it's a different variant. I know some people are like, what about con continuity? What about consistency? Like, yeah, engine, you know, they probably had a different variant of them. They don't, they don't take yeah. all the... Genetic material all at once. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, and when you look at it, they, they clearly look like they've been engineered to be a bit more docile because the ones in JP3 were vicious. They were. And they had teeth, which is funny because Pteranodon means no teeth. <laughs> Winged without teeth. So uh, it's the chance that they might, if we want to hand wave away right. one of the... They just continue things that might not have been teeth. They might have been like certain birds in the fossil record have pseudo teeth, like serrated bills that served a similar geese, role. To... Geese mm. still have some teeth in the back of their throat. <laughs> but uh, oh, I can't confirm that. But I can confirm geese have a damn painful bite. They do. Oh, the man, they do. Uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, they probably might have added the the teeth in. So turning pteranodon into pterodon, I guess, just mm. get rid of the no. Basically, it's best not to question the science and little bits like that too much in the Jurassic Park franchise. Of course. But yeah, so Quetzalcoatlus. Uh, mm. Like, mm. Actually, but yeah, like, oh, wow, I think actually looking over my notes in one way or another, we've talked about all the stuff that I have on my notes. <laughs> so yay. So what else is there to talk <laughs> about with Quetzalcoatlus? <laughs> not a whole you... lot. Well, we've already covered that it's in Dinotopia. Yep, uh, yeah, like the fictional version of Skyback. So I don't know why I made up a fake version. Mm. Maybe just to make it a little bit bigger so humans could ride them. But it should know. definitely be featured in more popular culture related to dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, I really I like Quetzalcoatlus. It's big. It's scary. Uh, it's I wouldn't want to face it. <laughs> it's scarier to me than 
than T-Rex because T-Rex were too small for for us to be a good meal to T-Rex. So I don't think it would bother us maybe, unless we yeah, especially it. since they would have been a slow walker. Like I don't know how accurate Jurassic Park is with its you know when they say they clocked it at something miles per hour, but thirty miles an hour I think is what they yeah. said. And plus it nearly mm. cut them up in that Jeep. So. Mm, but granted, they, as they admit themselves, they had to use camera tricks to make its running and that believable. Right. But, yeah, no. But no, so the T-Rex, whatever. But this... Yeah, point being, it probably wouldn't have been in humans, but it, quite to this probably would have had a chance. Oh, yeah, just would be like, pluck, and then we're dead. <laughs> mm. would have well, run the risk of us too. getting stuck on its bill, actually, because while, as you've just said, it could probably swallow us whole, it doesn't mean it could actually survive swallowing a human hole. It's true. We just hold our arms and legs out like, no, I refuse. Wait for it to die and then crawl mm. out. Because mm. you've seen like pelicans and um, other big mouth birds that have swallowed right. things that can fit in their mouth but then get stuck in their throat or their gut. Right. And like there are snakes that swallow things they can't actually fit in and they rip out the side because of how much the snake overestimated. Right. That happens sometimes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I like, guess now it's time to rate the ammo one out of 65 million. Uh, uh, this is pretty cool. I'm going to give it 65 million. What about you? I'll probably, just because its main call of fame is that it's so damn big. Yeah. And so large. I'm going to do the unpredictable and probably give it 32 million. So roughly what? a score. Purely because there are other more interesting pterosaurs, and don't get me wrong, this is my favourite. But like, you look at tapajirids, like their heads; those things were. Yeah, those. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I, mean, I, I'm just, I just, I like size. Okay, I'm a simple man, so I'm like, it's big, big. Yeah, score. I'm a simple man too. I like size. It's just not <laughs> enough for me to give it a big score. Unlike yeah. Dunkleosius, where that thing is so vicious looking. Yeah, it's true. All right, well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at MattD at MatthewDonCreator.com. You can find me at social media at MatthewDonCreator on Facebook, at MatthewDon64 on Twitter, and MatthewDon64 on Instagram. I have a podcast called The Rit Wits, if you're interested in writing. Uh, it's where two twits, me and Matt David, talk about writing. And as well as that, I have a book series on Amazon called Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. Kind of just Read it like your life depends on it. <laughs> yes, please. I would like that. <laughs> I would like people to buy it, and I'd like to make money off of it. <laughs> it's one of these days. Hey, I forgot to tell you. Uh, um, I, I might leave this in, but I'm actually part of a Denver-based podcast network now. Uh, and ah. they're going to help promote it all throughout uh, and put it on their network. So that's cool. I actually, because I've been doing my part telling my um, a friend of mine who works at Weta Workshop about it, but I don't You have a friend that works at Weta Workshop? That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's not high up in the company, but he's Still, a business model of mine. <laughs> and I think I might have mentioned it on a couple of forums over the years, but no, oh, I've well, never thanks. actually shown that thing. I've just put the name out there because I didn't oh, want well, to run the risk that someone might try and steal your idea. Eh, who cares? I don't mind. It's free. I don't think I don't think there's really much to steal. Yeah, you can link it if you want out. Mm. Or but I mean, know, back you... before you had published it, though, it, um, when you were trying to get it published. Oh, you're talking about Megazoic. Whole... I thought you were talking about Paleophytes. Yeah. Okay. No, Megazoic. I didn't want people to steal your whole oh, well, copyright thank you. before it was published. Please. Yeah, okay, that that's different. Thank you, yes, very much for not doing And this bit's probably going to get cut out there, and I say this as someone who's a fan of the man, but George R. R. Martin is a dick. He is. I might leave that in, because I agree. <laughs> he... 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week. And as we say at the end of every episode, I guess. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.